Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps and I'm here with Elizabeth Helley and Tyler Hymanson. And we are here talking Scream 3. Third time's the charm, right? Third time's the charm. That's what they say. The E should have been at three, like Mathrigan. Yeah, they messed up. Mathrigan. Um, uh, we are, uh, excited to be here today. Uh, and we are also welcoming a special guest filmmaker. Emma Higgins is here with us. Thank you for having me. Thanks for Welcome. being here. Yeah. yeah. First guest of 2023. That's true. That's oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We always love having extra people to make things more fun on the podcast. For our Hollywood centric episode. Yes. Three. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah when you we drove have here. An industry insider to talk about this <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. When you drove here, did you use the downtown Hollywood exit off the freeway? I sure did. That was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did think that too. I had yeah. used my car phone and my cell phone. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Technology. Ah, boy. Okay, but before we get too far into things, Eliz, where can people reach out to us? Yeah, you can uh, send us an email to sequelrights at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at sequelrights. And you can rate and review wherever you're listening and your pod catcher, which is the thing that I heard on a different podcast. That yeah. was like, that's a phrase that I like. <laughs> um, and share out uh, your favorite series that we've done previously or just tell us what your favorite scary movie is mm. podcatcher is like a term or as like a, a as like a term of like where you listen podcatcher. to no it's a term of yeah yeah, yeah see we do podcasts terms of art all of them yeah yeah well that's great um and uh i mean before we get even further into it with the with the movie this week uh um, just wanted to talk about talk with emma a bit like what your history is with the screen scream franchise indeed Sure. Well, I will start by saying that I have a large screen poster on <laughs> on my uh, office wall. Yes. Um, it's the original one with Drew Barrymore's face on it. And I was mm-hmm. hearing you guys talk about the first movie and really how they marketed that as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, everyone thought that she was going to be the star and it was an exciting <laughs> kill off right off the bat. So <laughs> nice. um, I've seen every Scream movie. All right. Um, More than us. So you're the yeah. ex- you're now the expert. <laughs> yeah. I eagerly await the new one with uh, medium hopes for it. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I think the Scream 3 was the one that I, it's been the longest time since I'd seen, a really long yeah. time mm-hmm. since I revisited it. So mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we just dive right into Scream 3 from the year 2000? Ready? <laughs> California Women's Crisis Counseling. My name is Laura. How can I help oh, you? Laura, I do have a crisis. I've killed someone, Laura. Are you listening to me? Huh? Who is this? Just one question. Do you think it's over, Sydney? Do you? taking credit for Maureen Prescott's secret. But we know who killed Maureen Prescott. Billy Loomis and Stu Marker. I mean, they even told Sydney how they did it. Maybe there is a third killer. Guys, this was about cotton. We are not in any danger. We are not in any danger, says Candy, page 15. Who the fuck is this? Somebody who killed to know where Sydney Prescott is. <laughs> wow. That right. was long. Yeah, intense. There was other trailers that uh, didn't work as well. It was like all, there's no dialogue or anything. So I was like, God, yeah, this is just like, ah, <laughs> like dramatic music. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Um, so, uh, yeah, Emma, I just have one question for you. What do you know about trilogies? <laughs> <laughs> what do I know about trilogies? Well, what do you know about trilogies? <laughs> I learned a lot from this movie about trilogies. And yes. It supposed to be in a very convenient way from, uh, a tape that showed up with... Um, Thank God. Our sage, <laughs> yeah. Jamie Kennedy. Our dear friend Randy. <laughs> from Randy. So, yeah, I feel pretty good that I know a lot about trilogies yeah. after this. Nice. Um, yeah, so we, we talked a little bit last week about how uh, the last two movies were back-to-back, and this is a few years later, so... Sure. We get, uh, like Elis mentioned, fun technology like cell phones for real, Ooh. and... Uh, car phones. Car phones. Yeah. Wow. Both. Wow. Um... And Cotton Weary being stuck in that Hollywood Bowl traffic. Yeah. (laughs) 
Cotton Weary is back. And he's 100% cotton. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> that was so funny that he's Which, a talk show host for that I, show. How would that Is there any history of like someone being a convicted criminal and then becoming a talk show but, host? But here's I the thing that, like, so. as I was watching this opening sequence, it was like, man, like, we think that the 2000s were not the 90s, but boy, were they the 90s. <laughs> they were still and, the 90s. And him having, like, a Maury Povich-type show makes all the sense in the world of being like, oh, like, I'm a victim, and do this, whatever, like, let, let's have these issues. And having that be, you know, in Scream 2 his entire deal is like, I want to be the most famous and the most famous thing I can be True. is a daytime talk show. Host. Yeah. <laughs> also, I just thought of a bunch of like white collar criminals who became talk show hosts sure. or were like Martha Stewart or something, but that's not the same as like yeah. being in jail for <laughs> being in prison for a murder and rape. Like. It's like they, they do make it seem in the universe of the movies that this like, series of murders and everything was like the biggest thing that's ever happened. Yeah. So like him surviving and then being the celebrity like makes right, more right, sense right. I guess in the film. There was a fun moment in where the there was a the stab bus ad mm. uh, while he's stuck in traffic. Yeah, oh, so yeah. stab is also on the third movie now. Indeed. Pre like third incident. Yeah. So. Exactly. Stab three. Jesus, I gotta get a new agent. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> stab three. Yep, stab three uh it's a main. I mean, that's basically a huge plot point of the film. Yeah, it's, it's very they, much they brought it upon themselves by doing the movie before the events yeah. happened. I guess it's very much like a, a new nightmare, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where they're like filming a Freddy movie at the same time. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. Um, and the uh, which Chucky film is that? Is that Seed? Mm-hmm. Seed. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Seed. Yep. Uh, that's a good, that's a, apparently that's a go-to thing. <laughs> for, sure. Yeah. For, why for not? Jokes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we get, uh, cotton gets to be our, uh, opening, um, cold open. That's yeah. But I'm it's like the worst of, of the cold opens that we've had so far. It's, it's not bad. as good. Yeah. It relies on the most amazing voice modulation tech. Yes. Right. That. <laughs> yeah. The year 2000. Do we even have this currently? No. This kind no. Of, no. It's, coming. it's coming with the AI stuff. And it, the re-speecher and it, thing. And it, was, and it wasn't working with whatever Rio MP3 player that he was using. No, 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 no. <laughs> so we get Cotton, but we also get Cotton's poor girlfriend. As yeah. Well. Yeah. We, can't I can't remember her name right Kel- now. Uh, well, it's Kelly Rutherford is the yeah actress, Kelly Rutherford. But, yeah, well, I don't know. Her Neither could he because I think they, it was Chris. They, Chris the movie does it's take Chris a time to point out that like Cotton's a piece of shit. Yeah, because he's like flirting with the <laughs> like, oh random first. woman who called like yeah. got the wrong number. Uh, what are you talking about? I don't have a, a girlfriend. girlfriend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm a daytime talk show host. I'm looking at her right now. Yeah, um, uh, super uncool. Yeah, I did. I mean, it's like. Yeah, the voice changer thing doesn't make sense, but it was a cool... I did kind of like that it was a new thing. We've had... They clearly have a voice changer in the past, but they didn't. Yeah. Right, they weren't using other people's voices. It just changed it to the, like, ghost face voice or whatever. Yeah. Right. Well, I guess that... And in the trilogy rules, uh, they talk about something being supernatural. So, And then there really isn't, except for this voice thing. You can chalk that up to being supernaturally advanced technology. Yeah. It was like, it was fun for a little bit, but eventually as the movie went on, you're like, oh, that was obviously a fake. That was not like actually Sydney calling to tell them sure. whatever. But um, at the start, at least it's a little bit like, oh, did she call? What's going on? Yeah. I don't know. I enjoyed it, but it wore out its welcome a little bit. But uh, yeah, we get to uh, get some murders right up top. The flashy Scream Three, like the this is like the the logos progress to look like more uh, CG and cool <laughs> as we go. Um, I'm upset that this murder was not a place that I drank in my youth. So, <laughs> right. But it's think, relatable. It's Hollywood traffic. Oh sure, yes, yeah. indeed. <laughs> you know what? You convinced me. Of. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I do think like immediately from you know you talked about how the opening was not as good. Like I think you can immediately tell. It, you know, one of the big things about this movie is that uh, it had to go through lots of changes. We last, last week we talked about, I think last week we talked about when Columbine was or whatever, because mm. yep, they talk about violence in movies uh, in the second film. Yeah. As well. um, but this time it literally, this film literally went through several major changes and they had to also like decrease the violence and everything because that had just happened. Oh, Jesus. And it was like a, and it was like a major deal obviously at, at the time. And I know we're like horribly desensitized now, but um yeah, so I think I, I noticed right from the get go that like the kills and stuff are like 
pretty tame, I think, from previous movies. And Kevin Williamson had to step aside. I can't remember if it was because of... I thought he was busy. With his, I, and I was like, I, was it Dawson's Creek or Seventh Heaven? I'm confused now. <laughs> well, uh, he's still producing. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, still yeah. there, but it's a different screenwriter. Yeah. Uh, and there is a lot of rewrites to this movie. Mm. Um, and there, I read a Fangoria article about nice. a lot of these rewrites actually came from the Miramax side of things. Ooh. And some of them involved more and more of Lance Henriksen's character. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. For those reasons. <sighs> uh, which we can get into further as we get into the plot of the movie. They wanted more? No, the, the writer, out of frustration, like put in more and more Harvey Weinstein. Uh, like, I had a lot of questions about Can yeah. we talk about it right yeah. now? Yeah, let's yeah, do it. Let's do it. Let's let's do it. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a Fangoria article uh, that came out right before uh, Scream 5 uh, and talked about how there were several rewrites to make Lance Henderson's character more and more vile uh, because of the meddling of Harvey Weinstein in the script rewrites of this movie. Hmm. What were you wondering, Emma? Harvey approved these things too because it's unbelievable. Right. You want to talk about meta? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's crazy. This <laughs> film is produced by Harvey Weinstein, and there is a character who is Weinstein, Thanks. who's this absolute creep yep. who has it. What are we? It's like a sexual assault gang situation Some, of yeah, the mother. and they're like you ruined her life, like you like they they and they he's like it was just it the seventies and that's like totally cool and he's just the amount of self awareness that that man had to have lacked to be like great like awesome like yep it was just old Hollywood just like psychopathic levels yes. of like if you I don't understand that you but apparently that. like he was meddling with the movie and so the screenwriter just put more and more of that storyline was like yeah yes. like like I don't yeah he was just like yeah, I don't like it's that I don't hubris get, if you yeah. just think you're never gonna get caught you're he like yeah have. why not who's have. gonna believe watching yeah. that plot line play out and then understanding that the man behind it was the biggest monster in Hollywood yeah is surreal. It's insane. Like, it almost makes it like I, I think that most people feel like this is the worst movie in the franchise. I think that that's not. We I can. Seen well, that, yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen the rest. We of can. It, yeah. We can. We can talk about that later on. Yeah. But like that element of it, it's like it's kind of badass it's, about how much they've they've been able now, to sneak yeah. that in. And I mean, not even sneak it in, but yeah, like he must have the cognitive dissonance is on a different level. It's fucking insane. It is also, too, I think it's weird to look back on now because at the time, I think that it was kind of this accepted cultural thing, too, that we didn't necessarily... Oh, Hollywood's not like that anymore. Yeah, but (laughs) we were just like, yeah, you know, that just happens. It's the old cliche where the girl goes to Hollywood and she gets eaten up and whatever, and there's a creep producer, and it wasn't like a... I don't know. It was almost like a. It's it's weird tonally. Like I had a lot of trouble. Well, yeah. there's a the lot of like pieces. other jokes about it too, from like the current current day quote pres- uh, characters of like Parker Posey and um, yeah. Jenny McCarthy uh-huh. joking yeah. around about sleeping with the director or the producer or whoever. And even the yeah the girl who plays Sydney like right before she dies like I didn't sleep oh, with that right. creep. Yeah. Like, it's like yeah. I was like every actress <laughs> in the film has something where they and say they sleep, which with is the shockingly yeah. Emily Mortimer. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is played as a joke in the movie, which is like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, but. yeah, which goes to what was it twenty three years ago? I guess. Yeah, yeah. well, and I mean, there's like this example of Maureen in the seventies who, yes, got assaulted and like you know chewed up by the industry and then exits. But then there's these women of the two thousands and nineties mm-hmm. that are much more like owning it and being and like considering it more of like a business transaction. Yeah, like, yeah I did it. Yeah, I did uh, it. which. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know what, how to even judge that, but like of what's option is more <laughs> self-actualized, I guess. It's, but it's all yeah, bad. It's, it's all bad. bad. The message it it's put out at that it's time bad. was... It's yeah. Just re- yeah, it's just really wild to watch it now after all of the stuff. Yeah, and it, I guess it would be kind of... Like, if it had just been Parker Posey or only Jenny McCarthy or just one of them instead of all three of them mm-hmm. doing it, then it, you could laugh it off more as, like, okay, that's this one person who doesn't yeah. give a crap and so ha-ha. But, but the fact that it was all three of them is, yeah. is kind of alarm. Well, it is alarming. It's very alarming. Yeah. 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 
there's a lot of alarms that should be going on. <laughs> yep. It's even those things too. Everyone talks about how obvious it was that the Harvey Weinstein stuff was out in the open, and then like it was out in the public. Yeah, it was eye. in the text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's crazy. In like a in like a hit movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not even the subtext. Like yeah. it's like. It it's is, the main plot point of the it's, film. I feel like that it's Wes Craven leaning into that in that way of being like, fuck this dude. But like, it, I don't know. It's like the, it, I mean, the whole thing is the ultimate, uh, the ultimate, like, you know, reasoning behind the killer. You know, it's like because of what happened. Right. Yeah. God so damn. It's not like a small side plot or anything. Yeah. It's the ultimate motivation for our killer, as we learn. It's it's one of those things that is so frustrating in that it's all there watching it, you know, 23 years later. It's all charged with this, and it amounts to nothing. It amounts to a side gag. It amounts mm. to, you know, ah, uh, directors, or like this... this uh, it's depressing in that knowing especially reading that fangoria article it's like okay so like this is something that was actively known people were trying to put it in there and to release this movie in the way that it was actually released is yeah really unsettling um while it's also trying to kind of you know this franchise to wrench away the misogyny of horror movies you know, and and those slasher films, and I, it it falls short in a way that's I I feel like that that is I would like to think that that is why people think that it is the worst entry in the franchise. I don't, yeah, but I feel like they'd be like, ah, yeah, it just didn't jive with me. Well, like, it would but, be like, a lot cooler if you know. Yes, that was the killer's main motivation was that this had happened, but he's not getting revenge for his no. mother. He just wants to be famous. Well, like, like, yeah, I guess that's the main reason he exists. And I he's guess. not. Yeah. Getting, he's not getting revenge on the people who assaulted yeah. his mother. He's getting well. He does. Well, he kill does kill him, dude, but yeah. incidentally, but, but like, because because his mother didn't give him attention, it's not because yeah. his mother was wrong. Yeah, that's true. Um, that yeah, but the, yeah, it's like watching that scene where they confront him in his office about it, and he just is like, "She refused to play by the rules." It was just like really chilling to yeah to watch nowadays. I have a very small and very specific question: Did he have a diving board out the back window yes. of his office? And sure what did. Was it going I, to like that large <laughs> pond outside. <laughs> like what was that? Set? What was happening there? I don't understand. Yeah, what was that, like MacArthur Park or something? But it looked like MacArthur yeah. Park, but why was it? It's like in the outside of the building there was a diving board. Right. Wanna, but, you know, and also, like, the like no executive has a MacArthur Park view office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought that same thing. I, I, did, re- I did remember thinking, like, is that a diving board? And then it, like, disappeared from my brain until this moment. I couldn't get over the diving board. I couldn't get over the diving Look, board. if you have office. a bad pitch, you got to walk the plank. He also, yeah. had like a, he also had, like, a weird Terminator robot in there and stuff. Uh, yeah. Sure was did. Specific, like, I guess he was kind of Weinstein, according to this Fangoria thing, but was he yeah. supposed to be, so, like, you know how, you know, Tom Cruise and, like, Tropic Thunder is supposed to be, what, Joe, Joel Silver? And yeah, the, yeah. Was there some, I don't know. I think he's supposed to be, like, a Roger Corman type. Well, Corman's in the movie. Yeah, but as a, can, like, a... Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. I, like, I, not I, as Roger Corman, but he's yeah. a cameo. Yeah, so I would think that he's probably supposed to be like that type of like schlocky horror. Yeah, thing. well, he's definitely supposed to be older than Weinstein, you yeah, know, because yeah. he was already making stuff. I in the guess, series, like, I yeah, I guess I don't know enough about Corman to have that be like, but I don't think Corman would be there to be this person who's like. I'm not saying, yeah, I'm, no. I'm sorry. I'm not saying that. Uh, Maybe like a contemporary. I, I'm not saying that Roger Corman has the same. I just meant like the type, of, yeah. like the, the, the type of filmmaker, I guess. Yeah. Who Where be he like, did all these like exploitation B, B horror movies yeah, sure. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to. Uh, be smirched the, the, the name Roger of Roger Corman. That is Corman. not what I meant. Sorry. We're back peddling hearts. Yeah. <laughs> The man who gave James Cameron Piranha 2? Yeah. I just meant the type of films he directed. And that was my question as well. It was like, with the robot in there too, and like that, and the horror, I don't know, thing. Yeah. Because Weinstein wasn't. Well, he's got that, that, he's got that like basement in his mansion with like all those crazy props of stuff. Mm. I have a lot of questions about his mansion as well. Yes. (laughs) Mansion. Um, 
so uh, what else is going on? We got stab three happening. Um, yep. so, we got some stuff on the lot. Yeah, we got tours. We got Jay and Silent Bob. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I, that, actually, I yes. person for, totally forgotten about that. That was no idea. That, that was, was like, the oh people God, that I, on the last episode. As I was scrolling through the IMDb, I'm like, Elis, you're gonna lose your mind. Oh, I'm not gonna <laughs> lose my mind. But I mean, I was excited to see them. I, I can't believe I've never heard of that cameo because yeah. I listened to I Kevin sure. Smith's podcast yeah. constantly. Um, but yeah, that they were there. I did think it was pretty funny that they called uh, Gail. Um, Connie Chung, oh, yeah. and then we're like, hey, "How's Mori?" Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, that's like so far off that it's hilarious. And they're just on like the studio tour. It's yeah, like, so funny. <laughs> apparently, Courtney Cox is famously self-deprecating about the, her bangs in this movie. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, which I had brought up because I was like, "Those are insane." And my girlfriend was like, "Oh yeah, she talks about this all the time." <laughs> my wife could not stop being like, "I can't with her hair." Right now. <laughs> I actually would say I. Prefer Prefer her mini bangs in this to her like big swoopy yeah, bangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh. and the pink highlights or whatever. The red, red highlights were highlights. insane yeah. last I think, movie. Yeah. I think the mini bang is, it's a moment and I'm here for it. Okay, okay. Let's bring it back. Secret rights, I, mini bang. The more no, I looked at I can't it. can't do bangs. Like I didn't even notice it until she pointed it out for me. And then the more I looked at it, I was like, yeah, no, I don't like it either. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, and I just don't it like. It her face. I mean, it. I guess I could see why they do it and why they did it in this movie. But like, why do <laughs> Dewey and Gail have to break up after having, like getting together at the end of every movie. And then before the next one, they always break so. up. They're never of, like together during the film. Yeah. <laughs> Part of this Fangoria article talked about all the deleted scenes of this movie. Uh-huh. And I guess uh, Nev Campbell was occupied on Drowning Mona. And um, whatever show she was on, I'm blanking on it and I'm embarrassed. Party of Five? Is it? Uh, no. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, you're you're so. nodding. That's not. Yeah. <laughs> that's not. That's auditory. great podcasting. Um, I'm so, nodding. So which, that which I can is still why she's right. mostly separate from this. And what they the original cut of the movie had it be Courtney Cox and David Arquette because of you know like the, their actual marriage at the time. Yeah, they were the main characters of this movie, and oh, then it okay. was re-edited and cut down. And made it seem like they hated each other for the entire movie. <laughs> uh, uh, and then, like, their escape together was apparently longer. And, like, it was more character development on their side and made them kind of pivoting away from her and making it more about them. Mm. That, that that didn't work because it was also, like, a two-hour and 20-minute movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that but is- that is, sounds more interesting to me than what we end up seeing. I do think it's funny that he dated the actress that plays her that oh, was yeah. pre- i thought yes uh, and parker posey was i mean parker funny, posey but, yeah. is the best part of this movie she, i was gonna say she's yeah. a necessary but part of it yeah. i want to watch parker posey like just shadow somebody else in a movie like just cg her in any movie <laughs> ben her don't care oh my like God. i would just like it was it is so fun like just watching her in every frame of this movie is incredible it was funny that you know like when one stuff starts going down she lays out this plan that like look if the killer is trying to kill you, yeah. then I can, ju- I can just stay close to you and it'll kill you and I can get away. And so there's all these times where they're like together running around and you see her like trying to grab her and like, don't get, a- don't get too far away from me. I'm trying to follow you. If you want, <laughs> if you want a master class in physical comedy, just watch Parker Posey as her and Courtney Cox are running through the mansion and she's just scoping out every room <laughs> yeah. as they're running through. It is incredible. It's it a is delightfully so fucking uh, funny. It's a delightfully manic performance yes it is i also feel like that character on the page could have been totally different like oh yeah she was actually written to probably be a lot more hateable in the sense that i think you're supposed to be rooting for gail weathers but i am i'm not team (laughs) team gail she's (laughs) not at all awful (laughs) and like i i think that parker posey does so much with it that you're like i i don't care that you're yeah i'm here for she's going for it i actually would i think dewey should wind up with you you're a I did like when Gail was like, I swear on my Pulitzer that I haven't won yet. So we, we could all, uh, you know, visualize. Like, like We could swear on our, I don't know, Webby that we don't have. Or yeah, something. Yeah, hey, what's totally. a podcast award? Podcasty? I have no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, I did, I did really enjoy that there were kind of like two sets of uh, all of the cast yes. ready to be murdered. Yeah. <laughs> In fun ways. Um, I will say, you know, I, we talk about how we've seen these movies in the past. Like, like I feel like Emma, this one also, like, I feel like I saw maybe when it came out 
or somewhere close to when it came out and like do not recall seeing it again after that until now. Sure. But when I was watching it, I now I was like, there's one thing that I remember laughing about so hard with my friends afterwards. And it is the death of um, the actor, Tom or whatever his name is, who plays Dewey. Sure. Uh, <laughs> afterwards I was like, I remember laughing about how funny that was uh, for a long time after this movie came out. I feel like you have to assume that people are smokers for that to work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we laughed cause it was stupid and then sure. like, <laughs> not that it was a great death, but yeah. just the way that he just totally blows up and, and, and it looks like, so like you can slow it down. You couldn't slow it down back then as easily. But um, I remember just being like, man, it really looks like his body goes, you know, all over the place. <laughs> And the, just the way that it plays out is so stupid. I do. Were, were you working deaths. at the theater at this time? Yeah, I would. Okay, been. all right. There were a lot that's of probably how I got in. They yeah. were not more bloody; like they did not follow the rules of that. But there were. I felt like there were quite a few. Yeah, because uh, he had to kill off the whole new cast of the movie. Sure. I think they were trying with that explosion to make it. Yeah, that's right. True. Trilogy. The yeah. fact that it was a fax machine that did him in. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta know. He's got to know the these facts. pages. Oh my god, that was so funny. I mean, that's the dream. If you're writing a screenplay, that's why I, <laughs> you want you want actors willing to die to read the next yeah, page. And that's why I have a deep seated non trust of fax machines. Like <laughs> they're, they're useless and they get you killed. I don't know how you exist. Kid equal really NFT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People still ask for faxes sometimes. But. Uh, Ooh. People. Who are, who are you working? Could name Old names. People. Name I'm not. Names. I'm not calling people out. <laughs> We got to use it every once in a while. Um, another person that's in this movie is uncle of the bachelor. Zach Shawcross is Patrick Warburton. Oh, yes. In this movie. Okay. Uh, yes. I was, I was like, like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's the bachelor's uncle. That's what he's oh, famous right. for. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, not, not being, uh, the guy who tells you to wear your seatbelt on Soren yeah, over California. Or, uh, or the or tick. A million Sampson. A million voice acting parts. Yeah. Uh, the security droid at star tours. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, what I know him. How from. dare you? I don't know what you guys how are talking you? about. Um, yes, uh, I mean you know, like like the film, the last film. This is another like amazingly stacked cast. Mm-hmm. Sure, <laughs> it's insane. Where yeah, like you said, you've got um, Emily Mortimer playing like yeah. this random part where she's just like, I'm, I'm a airhead the whole time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy's really good in this too. She is. Yeah, Scott Foley. Uh, who's a uh, uh, what's the actor's name who's um, Patty on Seinfeld? Yeah, Patrick Warburton. Patrick That's yeah. who we were just yeah. joking about. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I uh, only know him from Disney. Patrick Dempsey is in this. Oh, oh my gosh. Or McSteamy? Yeah, yeah. So he, we, we, we saw him in uh, Meatballs you 3. He's not on the show anymore. So he's okay. in Scream 3 and Meatballs 3. So he's a trilogy <gasps> oh, guy. Whoa. He's a trilogy guy. Yeah. He likes I forgot to about Meatballs 3. Meatballs 3 is one of the biggest travesties we've ever watched. Is that the alien one? No, the alien one's good. It's the the dead porn star ghost. <laughs> the no means yes one. That's, that's okay, true. yeah. I'm so sorry I asked. Yeah. Is, the, is the Transformers movie that he's in also the third one? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it might be. I was like, I'm going to try to look that up while you guys. Okay, he's okay. in a real career. He loves threes. He loves threes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. So I did honestly. Okay, so we can talk about who did I think was the he killer. He is in the third one. He's a third transformer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, something's going on, you guys. Uh, they're like third movie. Who can we get? Who's around? Dempsey. 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 Dempsey's our boy. You know, sometimes I know I've known him to spell his name with a three. In the, in the, the Dempsey three. three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh I've seen him write it that way sometimes. Though. Um, so yeah, I have never seen this, so I did not know who the killer was. How did it, how did it play out for you? Were you able to figure it out? Um, I really was kind of hoping and you know, if I had thought about it more, this made no sense, but I thought it was really weird that Warburton mentioned, uh, Dewey's sister. Because mm. we have not had any recognition or mention that that was his sister who died <laughs> right, brutally right. and her best friend. No one has talked about that at all for That's like true. one and a half movies. And so when he mentioned that, I was like, that is so weird that he brought that up again. So I was like, maybe it's her. Like that would be, it should probably be a woman this time. Right. And, but then I was like, obviously she wouldn't come back if, if because of Weinstein. Um, <laughs> but yeah, 
So I thought that for a minute. And then after that, I really did kind of think maybe that it was Dempsey. And I thought that Dempsey was either her brother or her twin. Well, they have that whole thing about like the person who stole the file and Dempsey has the file. It's a total red herring. And I get it. Yeah. But I thought it was pointing to him. I was like, he must be like her brother or something, you know, but then obviously it it was the other guy, but I grew up in Hollywood. Yeah. You can't trust any cop who looks that hot. No, right. right? Yeah. It's not right. No, not at all. Immediately. No, no. The fact that he was like there watching movies with them at the end and with an arm brace, I was like, that's weird. He's just a good guy. Look, <laughs> leave there? the gate open, let that door stay open. Oh yeah, my okay. God. The fact that's the <laughs> ultimate <laughs> message of this, I'm like, I was like mm. that's go, a good thing. Even I would leave is, my door uh, open. Ooh, and ooh. I don't have. So yeah, we should say that like the it. final like thing to show that Sydney has moved on with her life is that she leaves the gate and the door open. Of their house. She leaves the door open for another sequel, maybe. Which, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which negates any Weinstein meta commentary that we're talking about. Does it? Yeah. How? I don't know. How is that related? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm not prepared to defend that. But. Okay. So while we're on Dempsey, uh, when she leaves the police station to drive to the producer and director's house and the killer is like, I'm a, you need to go there right now and I'm going to give you directions or whatever. I was like, how long did they stay on the phone? And like, how is he giving him directions? Like, how can he give her directions to drive like, go right up into Hill the Hearst. Hollywood Hills? Like, <laughs> there is no way you could like verbally tell someone those directions. You need a yeah. map or you need Google. There's no way and to be like, and then you turn left. Chatting chatting right. the rest of the time? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give you a 30 digit map quest URL. Right. <laughs> so I don't know how that happened. I mean, I, I feel like they should have shown that because it would have been the most hilarious part of the movie to be like, all right, no, 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 you got to make a U-turn or like, nope, that street's one way on this section. Would, and by the yeah. Wendy's on Sunset. This, this right. like, no, you're too far. That would have been like a great sketch. Yeah. Yeah. It also was too, because I know you guys talked about the scary movies too. Like that yeah. is exactly what scary movies yeah. would have done with that. It's yeah. done that it to exactly. its entirety. Yeah, because how the hell would she know how to get there? Especially she's been living in Monterey. She's not from LA. Like there's no yeah. way. So, I don't know. Um, it's funny, uh, Tyler, before when you mentioned that, uh, she, you know, she was, like, separate from the movie for a lot. Because I sure. felt like, I did kind of feel like uh, when she finally showed up with the rest of the gang, I was like, oh, okay, now the movie, this feels like the movie's going to mm, go right. a little bit here. Like, I was missing something. <laughs> she's barely there at that point as well. Yeah, yeah. She's she's kind of not in a bunch of it. Um, I mean, she's separate. She was kind of doing, like, a pandemic job before there was a pandemic. That's right. She was, go. like, working from home for the hotline. I do another thing that I uh, recall from this movie that I still think is a little bit creepy are like her dreams and stuff that she has about her mom. Yeah, what the heck? It's a like, can we remove like they're cutting things out, but maybe they should have cut those. No, can we talk about third? Can we talk about third? Pretty eerie. Shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> it's eerie. This is a garbage sequence <laughs> when she walks in. And she puts from her hand the window. Yeah. window? I'm, t- I'm, talk- I'm talking about like I-, I think of Jurassic Park three. I think of this of like garbage dream sequences that are just filler. In <laughs> Jurassic these- Park three. Okay, yes. it's better than that one. When no, the, it's not. When the dinosaur what? talks to him on yeah, the yeah. helicopter. <laughs> Come on. I think that I think that it's they belong that. in the same that. category. It's better. Emma's on my side. Yeah, I'm on your side. I know that we <laughs> talked about just writing off the voice changer. <laughs> As supernatural, but I could it's see sci-fi. getting enough data for the people who are still alive for the re-speeching. But how the heck did he get like the, the mom's mom. voice? Even if, if she had a bit part in the movie, it's not like she. Requ- <laughs> it's not like it was an animated movie, was it? Burned down to some like mini disc. Like how yeah. is he playing this back? Yeah, I it's don't know. Played back, it's he's changing his voice right. in live yeah. time. Yeah, that's crazy. It's also like there's a lot of things. It's interesting in this one that there's only one killer because there's a lot of times where I'm like, mm. there must have been two again. Oh right? yeah, I was like, oh, it's, <laughs> him, oh, it's right. him and Emily Mortimer. It, right. Yeah, yeah, I was waiting for the second killer because I'd actually forgotten. Yeah, that it was just the one. Like but like the work. times where he like, you know, there, there's this moment where we go into like, it's kind of, this was a cool set piece, I think, where we go into the sets of the old, yes yeah. the original Scream film. And, and it's like, there's some like straight up like copied shots from that movie mm-hmm. uh, where, um, you know, with the garage and all this stuff. But there's that part where they go into her mom's bedroom and uh-huh. there's like her, supposedly her body there. 
And apparently the killer like had planned that and been waiting there while also talking to her. I don't know. It's like he's a director. That's true. You're right. He's a director. He directs. I actually would like to really go through this and see how he did all of the things because you're. It's more possible when there's two. Yeah. Yeah. But somehow it's forgiving. Yeah. Well, there's there's a point in the mansion where there's somebody upstairs and then someone chases from downstairs where it almost seems physically impossible for it to be. One mm-hmm. person. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like they're setting this up. But I guess, you know, he's just, he's an incredible director and he's the director of our times. Directors so. are known to be very fit. Too. Vi- oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Running around. <laughs> he planned George it. Lucas could do that too. Oh, yeah, just absolutely. Run flights of stairs really fast. <laughs> George Lucas, okay, you, we got to talk about Carrie Fisher. Right. And <laughs> oh, indeed. <laughs> Beautiful segue. Another, another beautiful segue. Uh, she was so good in this scene. Like, uh, just, this is yeah, this yeah. is amazing. Yeah, she she's there uh, playing uh, an actress who looks like Carrie. <laughs> yeah. If you want to, if you want to go back and and talk about the carnage of old Hollywood, then you get Carrie Fisher to sit down in a basement and tell you about it. Right. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, and I know, like, she was. This is like her cameo era or whatever. Cause she sure. she did like the Jay and Silent Bob one around this time too. And Kevin Smith always tells a story about how he paid her in like a wardrobe, an antique wardrobe, because <laughs> she was like, "Oh, I don't want money. Just buy this like chest of drawers that I want from this antique shop or whatever." Oh my like, god! So yeah, I don't know. But, I love uh, she's having fun with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she's I genuinely delightful. felt like she's she's just doing what she wanted to do at that time. Yeah, yeah. And, and being like and, the uh, librarian and yeah. telling them, you know, what went down. And there's there's yet another sleeping with a director joke. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But it did. Uh, while we're on Star Wars stuff, the I'm a director. I direct. Did remind me of the this is a rebellion. I rebel. Famously <laughs> cut line from Rogue One. Um, right, right. Because that's how my brain works. Sadly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else? What 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 was? Uh, were there any f- kills? There were there any kills that were a particular favorite of anybody's? I would say that the. Killer's kill was one of the most ridiculous one at the very end. If we can, oh talk my about god, that one. yes, where he gets shot a million times. It's so over the top. It's <laughs> the head. She's like, <laughs> what do we? I can't hear you over the rackus gunfire. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it, absolutely insane um, level of. Uh, comedy in that moment too. Indeed, I did think it really was funny leading up to that when Sydney and the director guy were fighting, and you just they put in so much ADR of Courtney Cox and David Arquette <laughs> running around going Sydney, yeah. Sydney, yeah. Sydney, and like banging yeah. on the thing. It's like they Something's just put happening. in so many clips for, so that you could be reminded that they were like still out there. So like I was like, I don't know if this is necessary. Like if they're gonna take this long to get into the secret room, you don't need to put that many like vocals in it's like oh, and well. they really they have like a serious like brawl they're like yeah they're like punching yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like you know someone's getting stabbed a few and times. also like, like it was completely fight. useless that they were yelling because she never responded and said i'm in here like it's a secret <laughs> door you know like so it was completely useless so i feel like that the opening sequence with uh cotton's girlfriend yeah feeling that like oh like he's the one who's actually trying to assault me right there's a brandon cronenberg script out there of like ai making it so that like we can't trust our loved ones type of thing that's actually really interesting yeah um and i feel like that that's actually one of the better kills in this movie is that opening i feel like it's a lackluster scream opening but there's something interesting to that and also that transition to Gail Weather saying that pop culture is the politics of the 21st century right. and being 100% right. She's not wrong. <laughs> she is not wrong. You also you touch on something very interesting, which is that fear of trust, distrusting yeah. your loved ones. Or, like, you know, it's kind of got that, like, the thing type of fear where you yeah. don't know. But mm. they, you're right. They never really capitalized on that fully with this voice thing. Yeah. Where if, if you have perfect voice capture where it's like there's stab marks in the door... Like, if you're saying that this is perfect voice replication, it's a much more interesting idea that kind of only fizzles in that first. They end up using it just for, like, print calls or getting people to go somewhere. But that moment, too, where you would have had, yeah, like, two, like, you know, Courtney Cox and and, and, uh, and David Arquette turned, like, tested in a moment or Mm -hmm. something because the evidence would have suggested or, or... 
yeah, or it's some, it's someone else from our main cast would have been accused in a bigger way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's always been that you can't trust your loved ones ever since the very beginning because the first one's like she can't trust her sure. boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one is not about that, but the first one definitely was. And so then this one is like, okay, now you can't trust the people that you love but also the bad people could be tricking you into not tr- it's well, like a whole th- I think thing. there's something interesting in that like in two the like your college friend is more interesting than like your estranged brother as a reveal mm. like that's more it's a more satisfying killer reveal and also like yeah Billy's mom um but like it's just like uh okay yeah sure well, I don't know. Also, it's like was was Hollywood and the doubling doubling down on the meta like the only way to go with this third no. movie of the trilogy? I don't know. Like, I don't think maybe. that was the original intention, and I think it got moved from the from the Wikipedia article. It's, it seemed like it got moved from being a Woodsboro thing, yeah. to being a Hollywood thing because of the Columbine stuff, right? Okay, because yeah, I mean, you have like high school, college. The third one would not necessarily be movie studio. Like, <laughs> right. It might be like getting married or having kids yeah. or something, you know, like, but eh, you, know. you sound like someone who's watched a lot of sequels. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> also vacation, perhaps. Right. Yeah. They should do a vacation one or Christmas. Europe. One. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that the, uh, the voice changer thing allowed us to learn that apparently cotton has a ghost face sex game that he plays. Oh my God. <laughs> I did like that he lived in a shitty like uh, townhome, like lock up. Like, like, oh yeah, like it was just like I was like, that's a very LA apartment. I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. Very sensible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that I think about this movie too. If you think this poor mother character, there's so much around this that she was a woman of perhaps what we judged morals or whatever too. That like, and that's kind of like the. I don't, I guess they're trying to give her a little bit more in this that she was like, it's not, it's a victim in some way, but it is not. It's it so troubling like- to be like, oh, it's fine that, like, you know, her sluttiness quote was justified by the fact that she was Hollywood broke raped. Her. Yeah, like, yeah. that's not great. Like, yeah. I know they give her this, like, tragic backstory, but then they can con- continue to be like, yeah, but she also slept with his only guy. She was hanging like, yeah. up in ho- motel yeah. rooms. So th- they and- don't, they don't, like, fully make the connection of, like, in the movie, like that's why she was like that, and it was a trauma. You know, they yeah. don't they don't fully make There's that. There's this true thing that's just very judgmental of like if yeah. you if you sleep around, you are yeah a, a bad person, and people will die. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, but like it's still justified that she was murdered. It's like yeah. the logic of the movie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, so she was a total victim, but like she had sex with Billy and Loomis's dad, and so like, oh, like what are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, yeah. and the fact that it was her fault. this guy is able to convince Billy to even be the murderer in the first one because he like reveals it to him is he like gets the photos of yeah. her. The, it's it's I'm a lot. I do. I do feel like the the explanation of the killer in this one jumps the shark a little. It really bit. does. <laughs> yeah, which is like I I like that it they found a way to make it connected again, but it's like too many loops, and then it's like oh, this guy was behind the whole thing. Well, like, I just okay. like didn't. When I, when it became clear to me that like okay this is about her mother, I was like, who cares about this? Like they should have been about anyone else or anything else. Well, like, but given the context of everything that we talked about, you know, previously, it's like there there is an interesting story to be told here, but that's not what the movie ultimately lands on. It's just kind of this weird victim blaming, boring third act where it's like all right like uh because like it's so it's like a hollywood chews people up and spits them out uh it is terrible but directors have supernatural powers that can convince people to do everything <laughs> that they want and so therefore like let's negate everything that we talked about previously yeah and also it didn't get any better on the uh representation of non-white characters no. i mean they, no, they, it, it actually true. it actually regressed because yeah, last no, two, time we yeah, at least had was, the opening with jada and then there was more black people throughout but this one was like literally the one black guy he makes one joke about being the black guy who gets killed and then he gets killed a little later mm-hmm. but yeah 
the Scooby Doo nonsense inside this mansion. People <laughs> being like, "Let's go!" Like, I'll go find them. It's like, get the fuck out. You know better at yeah. this point. Well, and then yeah, and it's like you know, with the Parker Posey death too. He kind of repeats uh, the like sound booth, sound booth thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. But like in the other direction. Although, yeah. like that double mirror bedroom situation is just the grossest fucking it's thing. Crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. a very good visual, but uh, the fact that it was like the same kind of like, someone can't hear me while I'm screaming. Yeah. yeah. But just the idea of having a bedroom that big with that big of a double mirrored <laughs> chamber is like, how many people did you need to have in either side of these mirrors? Also, like, it's huge. Also, the insane thing about His that, he has, like, he has like the remote, like, he has like the Matt Lauer door. Oh, God. Of, like the remote yeah. lock where it's just like, how much of this was just open secrets at this Ugh. point? Good God. Yeah. Yeah, the secret room is also huge in there, too. Yeah. And then he, like, wastes all his bullets, like, breaking, like, all six of those. Like, just, like, shoot <laughs> one and then go in there. There was that one time where she's going in the secret chamber. I was like, oh, she's going down the Phantom of the Opera hallway. Oh, my God. <laughs> it kind of looked yeah. like that. Did they explain to us where uh, the producer is. Why isn't he there in this? Is it because... I? It, he's tied up by he's the... He's tied yeah, up at some point. He's, he's, son. Yeah, he's tied up by his son. But at the time, it, you're supposed to think that he might be the killer because you don't know that. Is yeah, that right. Yeah. I think that's why you're supposed to think that. <sighs> They're trying to make it be him, but... I think that the thing that in two that's really fun that we talked about in last week's episode is like that they're doing the shell game. They're playing on like it could be anybody. And mm-hmm. like they're they're leaning into like the tongue in cheek wink of like it could be this person, it could be this person. And this movie does the exact same thing with none of the joy of that. Where it's yeah. just like, here's the like, yep, yeah, like here's a bunch of motivations. We're not gonna really investigate them, and it's this guy. Yeah. And I do think I I know that um, Billy's mom was you know one of the two killers in the last one, but I some for some reason think that like the main killer maybe should have been a woman this time, and it w- could have been a little bit more interesting for whatever reason. Yeah. Um. But you know, I think uh, one other part of the movie that we haven't talked about really yet that I thought actually worked pretty well for me personally was the return of Randy that we see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that's another thing that, like, you know, so far in Scream, it's like, you like this is a staple of the franchise. you got to have someone who explains the rules, right? Yeah, he got but, a special appearance by. Yeah, yeah, I kind of feel like right. it didn't have to be him, though. I agree no. with this. I feel but, like it was so convenient this, that he has pre-recorded. Surprise sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. surprise, sister. So according to this Fangoria article, apparently he also, in that video, there's a sequence where he says, like, I think Mickey actually is the killer <laughs> from Scream 2. Um, it's just funny because there's a point earlier on in, when we're first meeting the actors in Stab 3 and they're just like, oh, well, everyone's just mad because they killed Randy in Stab 2 or whatever. And so that, you know, maybe that was like a real life. I don't know what the feeling was around Scream 2 when it first came out, but maybe that was a real life reaction. And so then that's well, why it definitely is right that. now because Kevin Williamson and all sorts of people have been out giving interviews like right now that they shouldn't have killed Randy in Scream 2. I well, maybe that so. maybe that was his third uh, sequel <laughs> sequel rule that he got cut off. But yeah. like, I also feel like if you're going to throw David Arquette into the Hollywood world like and he's thinking about it in that way, like you have a character that can deliver that same information. Well, I just thought it was I liked it because. Well, I guess for a couple of reasons. It, it, show, it shows that Did in this... just love that David Arquette? No, no. <laughs> no, we love Jamie no. Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Kennedy. Kennedy. I was just going to say, it shows... It's interesting because it shows that in this movie, there's not really a single person that gets killed that you care about at all. Sure. Mm. And so that kind of shows that, oh, these characters are all really throwaway and, like, nothing actually happens to, like, the main cast or whatever. But the fact that last movie, Randy is someone who was like a, obviously a fan favorite from the original. He has that, you know, iconic moment. Um, and then he's, you know, people love him in the second one. I thought it worked really well to have this kind of like touching, you know, cause it gets a little bit emotional when he's like, sure. and, and it's funny that he was smart enough with all of the tropes of movies to have filmed this. It makes sense that he would go and film this thing. Cause he knows all the tropes about stuff. And, and uh, I just thought it worked really well. It's like one of the things for me that works better in the movie than a lot of the others. It's like shocking that we still care about this 
guy. Yeah. And exactly. I think yeah, they yeah. kind of tried to do the same thing with like Liev Schreiber and being like, okay, we're going to kill Cotton. But it was like, no, we didn't no care about cared. Cotton. Because exactly. the first one, he was literally in it for like two seconds. And then like in the second one, he was a jerk. And then, okay, now he's dead. Then That's whatever. what I mean. Like, like there's no, it's, it's the one moment in the movie where I feel like there's like a hint of like something that can make you have... You know, and, uh, of like emotions that would bring yeah. like a stronger, which often brings stronger connections to films. And so that's the only part, you know, yeah. <laughs> everyone else. There's nothing else that happens in the movie where you feel any sort of connection to these characters. Like, I don't even I mean, care. Parker Posey, I do care. Yeah. That would be probably the closest, yeah. I'd say, just because she's. Yeah. True, true. But she's also like not a great person either. So it's kind of like. Yeah. She's like using Dewey. But she cares about this role more than anything I've ever cared about in my life. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You're not wrong. I enjoyed it. That moment. Yeah, and uh, Heather Matarazzo from uh, Princess Diaries is yeah. like the perfect person to be Randy's And again, sister. apparently from this article, they shot that scene with a completely different actress as well. What? They had Whoa. two different actresses play his sister. Oh, no. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And they just wanted to see what worked because... I have no idea. <laughs> Like, that's, that's insane. Yeah, she was it great. Sounds like a, that sounds like it was like a go-to thing in this movie because like there's also like alternate endings where it was like, yeah. Patrick Dempsey's not there. Patrick Dempsey has a broken arm. Patrick Dempsey is totally fine. <laughs> which, <laughs> which was one of the more fun, and I wish that they played out this more in that the idea that there was three different versions of the script because they oh, didn't yeah. want, oh, right. you know, it get leaked on the internet of who would die next. And then it's just kind of forgotten. Yeah, didn't one that of the, was a cool thread. Didn't, like, in real life, one of the scripts of the films yeah. get leaked? Yeah. Mm. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't actually know this, but I assume that the, you know, that as these movies are progressing in time, that they're getting more and more into testing uh, sure. focus groups and, and all these things, especially if they're like, oh, how are people going to react after Columbine? Let's test the three different versions and, you know, see if people are happier if he does have a broken arm at the end or whatever, you know? Like, I mean, I can totally see that. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, the only other thing, as we do towards the end of the episodes, we've got to mm. talk about the music, Tyler. Oh, indeed. Oh. There was another red right hand. Yeah, indeed Here's, there was. But... Did you watch all the way through the credits? I believe I did. Yes. I did. Did you see that uh, the version in this movie is actually a new version of the song? Yeah. I did indeed. It, actually, I recognized that as I was uh, watching. As you were here. Oh, yeah. Because yes. like the credits say it's called Red Right Hand 2. Mm-hmm. And I l- tried to look for it on Spotify, but there is a, they have like a B-Sides and Rarities album out. Yep. Uh, and it's, it's not on, on that. It is on there. Oh, is it really? Yeah, but it's called, it's called Red Right Hand Scream 3 version. Oh. So okay. it's not called Red Right Hand 2. Is it the one that came out last year? Uh, maybe. I'd have to look. Okay. All right, fine. Um, I just looked on, I just looked on Spotify to try to see if I could put it in this in Why this do you episode. think that they keep just just because it's a cool song and they just want to put it in every one or is there like some sort of relationship here that's like we're going to license no it every idea. time like, yeah I don't know why they used it so much in the second one and then yeah I guess since they used it so many times they're like oh well this is like the iconic song of the series yeah. so let's have them create a new version that mostly is just like has strings and stuff it's yeah. like part of the language of the film yeah, yeah. It's, it's but you know the other just uh, let Nick Cave and Warren Ellis score Scream yeah. 6 <laughs> that's true but the other thing I was going to say is that, like, we're joking about how these movies are always so over time, and the other heavily featured artist is Creed. Yes. Indeed it is. And there's a Creed poster. There's a huge the Creed poster. <laughs> when, we go to, when we go to Sydney's bedroom in the- Which is allegedly there in the first film. Is it? Okay, that was my question. Is it there's actually- There's a Creed poster? Someone told me that that is true. We need to go back and verify Ooh, that. Okay, I feel like I'm going to- You know who this okay, is. Okay, yeah, I'm sure. Paramount Plus. Now I need to go back and look. Because it's also, it's not only, like, did Creed pay for this as well? It's like, you see Creed it's, so yeah. clearly, and then it's the website. It's like- www.creed.com. <laughs> oh my god! Like very obviously in there, and it's uh, boy, it's, were we in the year two thousand? Yeah, right. Exactly. Damn That's it. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, the last movie we had a prominent Dave Matthews Band thing, mm-hmm. and that was sure ninety seven. Yeah. Oh, the other thing that I thought was really funny. Uh, um, I just I was trying to think of it earlier, and I couldn't remember what I was going to say. But uh, I thought it was really funny that Sydney had a poster up in her house of the musical that she was in. I was like. They didn't, oh, oh. they didn't actually perform that musical after that happened, right? <laughs> like, you think they actually finished that out and put it on, like, with her as the star? Like, did that I mean, happen? maybe the poster was already printed. 
And but she's got to. But why would she like? It's just like my friends die. Yeah, yeah, I guess. They show it multiple times at her house in Monterey, wow. like oh, the fall of Troy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It and it's not like she continued her acting career, yeah. right? Which is funny because you have a movie being made and you establish in, in Scream Two that she was an aspiring actress. Yeah. Oh well. I have active reporting to uh, report in that if you go to creed.net, it is a uh, Russian or Chinese redirect for men's cologne. Oh, well, everyone go check that out. Get your men's cologne. Uh, Good luck debugging your phone. Yeah, that's true. Oh, boy. Creed.net. All right. Does anyone else have anything else they want to point out? Are we doing rating system? Scream 3. I, it's not a thing to point out, but like this is an elaborate set uh, that has an upstairs and then like a prop door oh, yeah. that goes to a downstairs. It's just like, oh, what? Sc- original that would not set? be the case. Well, why, yeah. would, why would that ever happen? No. Nope. Um, but it was fun. Yeah, um, uh, rating system. I'm supposed to come up with this. <sighs> no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to put it out to the crowd. <laughs> the crowd? Yeah. What's a, um, let's see. What did I write down? I don't know. I, I we, we can say, uh, how many, um, exploding Toms? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> cut cut all Tom? this out. Cut all this out, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if his name was Tom. Okay. That's just stuck in my head for some reason. Yeah, how many urgent faxes would you give uh, Scream 3 Cruise Control? Uh, <laughs> His name was Tom, by the way. I think I, I went I down to seven last time, so I guess I'll go to six with this one. It was still perfectly fine, passable, but yeah, lots of like creepy things that have not aged sure. well. So. And yeah. yeah, I don't even, didn't care about any of the new characters. Yeah. I think I'm going to go also six or seven um, urgent facts coming over <laughs> to you right now. So stand by the machine and get them. Um, because, uh, yeah, I just like, I didn't really like the, I felt like there were a lot of over the, I know you guys really like Parker Posey, but I was like. It's the best part of the movie. It's, it's a little the only over, reason it's watchable. I, I uh, didn't really enjoy the over the top comedic stuff as much. It just felt like, part of me felt like, oh, well, are they trying to like react uh, to the scary movie movies that have mm. come out since the or around this time or whatever, I don't know. I was again. Just, if someone just paid me money to CG Parker Posey just <laughs> shadowing other characters in different films yeah. and putting her into that movie, I would do that for the rest of my life. Yeah, I normally don't even like her. I just thought it was funny how she was imitating what? Courtney Cox. Circuit. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, this is really weird, but like you know, like Superman Returns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. The anti Lois Lane. You have a problem with? Her? <laughs> I just don't like her in that movie. It fair, annoyed me. But anyway, so that implies that there's things that you like in that movie. <laughs> yeah. So I like Brandon Ralph. Yeah. He started on One Life to Live, which is my family's soap. Okay. <laughs> I think he was an okay Superman. Yeah. He was a good How Superman. dare you? He was a good Superman. We reclaimed it. We sure. reclaimed Brandon Ralph. Yeah. I just uh, <laughs> got a bullet in the eye. I just feel like the tone was off in this movie. Some over the top performances that I did not enjoy as much. And then, yeah, like the killer at the end, I was like, eh. as opposed to the subtlety of uh, Matthew Lillard. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, at least those fun. guys were there. It makes more sense. Cause they're like psycho psychopathic people that are sure. just crazy. Yeah, okay. It makes a little bit more sense. Like the, the, I don't know. Some of the performances in here were just too camp or something. I don't okay. Know. All right. I, I fully agree. Two camps for camps. It was two camps for camps. Two camps for camps. Two camps for camps. That's the spin-off podcast. Oh, boy. We talk about things that were too campy for you. <laughs> oh, man. Not too campy. I, I didn't think it was funny. Too campy. Yeah. We just everything. Bananas, too campy. Too yeah. campy. Um, I agree. The tone is really weird. I feel like the Scream franchise, like, humor is part of it. It's supposed to be part of it. Even the first one's funny. Yeah, like, that's it's, true. It's, ha- it's got these ha-ha moments. But this one was, like, yeah, yeah, it was going so dark in, like, in, yeah, these, like, really ways that have not held up in any any sort of way. And they shouldn't <laughs> have been. And, like, my God, what was wrong with us all, I guess. <laughs> um, I give it a six. Six urgent facts is too because it's not. 
It's really bad for women. It's a bad Feel free to go hard on your rating. We have yeah. to think more about yeah. the overall series, but you're only here for this one, so yeah, you can do yeah, whatever you, you want. Like, I hated it. But yeah. at the same time, too, I, I didn't hate it. Like, it was yeah, that's so true. Good. I mean, we like, have seen movies that are like barely movies or like technically <laughs> yeah, barely. Better, yeah, you know, like, like yeah. it's still like a studio film that is movie yeah. adjacent. It feels like it's, I can you know, knowing that it had a lot of rewrites actually makes a lot of sense right. too, yeah. because it kind of feels like it's just spackled together enough that it works you know what i mean like it's mm-hmm. it's 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 just spackled together in a way that works and it's meanders and just has these different disjointed pieces and scenes that shouldn't necessarily make sense but um i was entertained like yeah. i was enter- I, there was no part of the movie i was bored in at Absolutely. any point and it was I had some laughs and some stupid things and <laughs> i didn't have any scares but it's yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. It's it's cool. I was okay, so it gets a six. I'm gonna give it seven urgent faxes because mm. the only movie that I was watching was Parker Posey just <laughs> running, running through it and yeah. having a grand old time. We're gonna send her this episode so, yeah. she, knows, uh, no. so she knows about <laughs> it's it's such a joy to watch her just up on Courtney Cox's ass the entire time of just it's it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen it is a different movie. Uh, but I, 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 I didn't I, watch that movie. I <laughs> loved it. I loved it dearly. Uh, it's a terrible scream movie. Um, and I think that the reveal of the killer and everything that it was trying to perhaps deal with and where it ends up makes it even more heinous. So, I feel like on a moral ground, I would give it like a three urgent faxes. <laughs> But I had a I, I enjoyed myself while while watching it. Okay, okay. Uh, so how many years to the next one? So I can try to make some kind 10? of guess. Uh, Eleven years. Eleven. Oh years. my god. Two thousand eleven. Yeah. Okay. And good news for you, Eliz. You're finally getting what you've always wanted. What? <laughs> they a musical. Cha- they changed oh. the a letter. Mu- they, a musical. They, they changed the letter A oh, to, to a, a four. four. Oh it's finally happening. It's finally happening for you. Okay. Scream four, where the four is within the word. Oh. No, no. Uh, what I've always wanted is uh, every movie to be made into a musical. That's but, true. That's true. Uh, yes, the the numbers are a good start. So as uh, you know, there, there's there's a, a ton of talk about how this is the concluding chapter, and even like that one trailer I told you about that I couldn't use because it was mostly just text oh, yeah. on the screen was all about how this is the finale or whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, 11 years later, we get Scream 4, also directed by Wes Craven. Whoa, okay, His I'm going to just guess, because I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. I'm going to say no Nev Campbell anymore, especially because we yeah, spent this half what, of this movie. Ask, what are your predictions? Yeah, we spent Ooh. half of this movie being like, where's Sydney? Bring Sydney, or whatever, you know? So I'm like, okay, I'm, I want to say she completely exits. And I think maybe, like, uh, David Arquette is still there. And Courtney Cox is there, but only like a teeny tiny bit. That's my guess. I don't know. I can't. Could be completely wrong. Don't tell me. I know things. I've not seen this movie, but I know things about this movie. I will not say things. Oh, ideally, Jay and Silent Bob come back. (laughs) They're a major part of it. Yeah. (laughs) I wish. We'll we'll just have to uh, tune in (laughs) next week to find out. Is this simply another sequel? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But. yeah, so I think that's going to bring us to the end of Scream 3. We'll be back next week to talk Scream 4, or I don't know how you would pronounce Scream Forum. I think, I think you did it. Scream Forum. You nailed it. Yeah, whatever. You nailed it. Scream 4. It's an A. Um, but uh, Emma, thank you so much for being here. What a fun time. Is there, is there anywhere, uh, if people want to like follow your work as a filmmaker, or is there anything you want to talk about that's coming out or anything? You can follow me at uh, my Instagram is at Emma Average. Um, and uh, my website is I don't Emma agree with that. More than average. <laughs> is there two average. A's or is it like mushed together? It is two A's. Okay. Emma and then Average because it's it's like a punk thing. You know, you want yeah, to be yeah. there. But it's um, Emma Average. I have my website's on there and I, I write and nice. I do a lot of music videos and I'm from Canada. Award winning music videos. That's Sometimes, right. Yeah. And. Uh, that's, that's all I have to say. I'm really Sweet. grateful. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thanks for being here. Thanks it was for awesome. Us. 
Um, but uh, yeah, before we go, Elis, where can people reach out? Yes, please email us uh, suggestions for what we should do later this year. SequelRights at gmail.com and find us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at SequelRights. And please rate and review us wherever you're listening. Five stars is a long way to help other people find us. Uh, and if you can't give five stars, give whatever you can. Five if, urgent if, facts. If you can't give, <laughs> send us five just, facts. Just send us five facts. Our fax number just, is he, five, he, five, he's five. He's got a fax machine and he's just, he's afraid of it, but he's looking forward to your faxes. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Don't send me anything about gas. Okay. <laughs> I promise I will not light up tonight. <laughs> like, was that the best way to read the piece of paper? I don't know. They, they were they were asking for a lot of uh, coincidences to happen for that moment. Oh man! Anyways, thanks for being here with us. We'll be back next week to talk scream form. Scream form. We'll God see damn it! <laughs> Take a little walk to the edge of town. Now spread your wings and fly. The lights of the city look so damn pretty when you fly so high. It's hard to know that down below the streets, paper swimming deep in blood. Make me groan and cry. You really wanna know what's wrong with this little dust? Just scratching your head.